You are now listening to High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. Now let's join our hosts, Q and J, as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... All right. So we are back in the writer's room. Um, Jay is here with me, as always. Hello, Q. And uh, we sent out a van our most trusted confidants earlier to kidnap someone ninja assassins to appear on our show today and luckily he is here we have taken off the gag and he is willing to talk on the mic with us so i'm going to introduce rick prince writer director producer extraordinaire whom has maybe not so willingly agreed to do our show. Our first kidnapped guest, everybody. Yeah, thank you, thank you for letting guest. me out of that hood. It was hard to breathe. <laughs> I was going to ask, as long as they weren't too rough, I don't, you know. No, I was with it at first. You know, okay. you see that white van roll up, you're thinking, uh, am I getting the big check? The clearing house coming in. What's, what's no, happening No, 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 right five now? guys in jack boots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this is Jane Q. Yeah, this is, perfect. Right. This is what that box is Compliance about. Compliance is here. mandatory. Yeah. yeah. So here yeah. I am. Excellent. They said get in the box, so. Well, good, but at least, you know, we tried to send our most What's comfortable utility van as possible. <laughs> no, it's, um, a, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course, absolutely. So we have an amazing topic today. Okay. Um, I mean, I, know I personally is, but... think it's amazing, and we kidnapped Rick for a reason, and that is to use his genius expertise on this subject, which is our top five practical effects films. Practical effects! And you know what that means, right? Everybody knows what that means? I, I definitely do, mm-hmm. but just for our general audience's sake, let's, why, why don't... Why let's don't, ask Rick. Yeah. Rick, what Rick. is a practical effect? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Rick? Uh, yes, please, school us. It's what bring me here today, students. Um, <laughs> practical effects are uh, when you make it real. Uh, when a person can actually physically touch the object, interact with it, has it there on set, uh, you're filming it, the light is touching it, uh, humans built it. Uh, now you could 3D print it, so it would still be practical effect if you printed it. So nice. we, we cover that spread. Um, but it has to tangibly be there so you could touch it. It's in the room I like with to everything. Touch things. I do too. Touching is good. Um, is good. With the, the debate that we continue to have and the, uh, the integration that we constantly are working for uh, with the uh, digital effects versus practical, practical is when you make it in the real world and digital is when you make it in a computer and it shows up on screen, hopefully looking as real as the practical effects. Now, I'm going to posit a question here. What if you program a computer to make something in the real world? Then you're, in my opinion, starting to do it right. Okay. Uh, it, it works best when the teams play together okay. across the board. Um, Frighteners is a fantastic example of that. Frighteners is a friend, fantastic example of everything. Period. Right? <laughs> Let a me just stop you in, right there. Into- <laughs> Marty McFly's career. Got it. Reanimator reference. Yeah. Yep. Peter Jackson. Peter <laughs> Jackson's <laughs> teeth. Come <laughs> on, man. I love it. Ghosts. Yeah, it's true. It was, yeah. It's a fantastic oh. film, and in that you saw a great blend of practical effects where they use green screen and keying out of elements to replace those or replace with nothing sometimes, and that worked great. It was a great effect where you could see right through the general's uh, appliances yeah. and you could see through behind him. Uh, that worked really, really well. So there is a, a future that's happening now and will continue to develop where the computers make more and more real things. You're not making an Iron Man awesome. with a, without a 3D printer and somebody telling it what to print and how many suits We're heading to towards the singularity. Yeah. Okay, happen. well, let me pause the question. Cyberdyne what if you program a computer to print a real practical effect that's used in a scene 
and then digitally changed out with something else, like a shotgun and a, and a walkie-talkie, for instance. Then Skynet is born. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it! But before we posit any more questions, I say we do what we always do at this time, and we get ready to high-five. But let's make it a three-way five this time. Rick, would you like to three-way five with us? Uh, I would like to know the mechanics of that. Did we all go to well, our list? Let's just do it! Yeah! <laughs> high-five! Nobody jam thumbs, hopefully. Should we high-five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right. Well, we're back, and that was a successful three-way five, I will say. I I'm pretty excited about it. Did you? <laughs> he said not to. I, I saw it. I saw it as a safety protocol measure going in. Uh, you know. Why? <laughs> he wanted to protect us. We kidnap him, and he protects us. So we're we're here. We've got you here, and now we're just gonna pick your brain. We want you to do a couple things. One, we want to talk about uh, this movie that you have upcoming. Yes, this is Which is exciting. It's amazing, man! It's oh. it's super amazing. Why don't uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got going on? All right. Well, uh, the name of the film is called Lawa All Saints Eve. That's L W A, nice and short. Lawa All Saints Eve is the subheading. Uh, that's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when our uh, story takes place. My favorite holiday, by the way. Mine it's as well. Easily, my lasts all year long for me, so I love it. <laughs> um, Lawa are the uh, the the saints, basically of voodoo. Our movie is a voodoo fantasy horror movie that takes nice. place in Louisiana. So Lawa is not related to NWA, like no. And that will probably the... be the most. Is it LWA? Do I say the letters? No, it's Lawa, uh, and that's part of what we get to do with this film is nice. help to introduce a little bit of what I've hopefully been able to discover as far as education about some of the things that I've been able to discover. This is a spoken word uh, religion that's been passed down a long, long time. Nice. Like hundreds and hundreds. Like and a real way, religion way or one that you made? Uh, no, this is a real religion. This is voodoo. Um, I did a lot of research Uh-oh. to try to get it as <laughs> close. kidnapped him and we're, right? we're going to have a voodoo <laughs> See what you get? on us. Uh, no, well, here we are at the end of our film and everybody's got smiles on their faces. We're really happy. So if there's a feeling about voodoo and doing things wrong, uh, what we did from start to finish was treat it with respect, first and foremost, because it is a religion. Uh, there are people that believe in this very strongly, and the last thing I want to do is offend anybody or, or get it wrong, oh, and well. that's what offends getting it wrong is probably the worst thing you can do. Um, now, I have taken liberties with it. I have to make a fun story that's in this fantasy horror genre, and as such, I get to take some liberties, and did that in a very face-off style fashion by taking these spoken word descriptions of what these characters were mm-hmm. in this kind of pantheon of, of different uh, characters in uh, voodoo and uh, personify them. When we talk practical effects, I have to design what these characters are going to look like. So I get to work with some really talented artists like Elliot Fernandez and Yoni Lamore uh, and show them what I have in my head and they start drawing and take it out a whole new door and then I get to turn that over to a practical effects artist to build. If so- we're talking practical effects, which... Q and I are huge fans of, so yeah. that is a you are on a perfect episode. Yeah. And um, I've papered my shade before. <laughs> right yes. on. Well, we're hoping that eventually we'll have our movie in someone's top five list. Practical Ooh. effects films, right? I bet it will be. Snaps. We we're gonna have to do a round two of this anyway. So I yeah, so. I couldn't afford CG. So I might have been able to actually. Um, it's a lot more affordable than you would think, and there are people here in Nashville even that have the skill set. Nashville is becoming a film town. We're oh, hitting, hitting the map with a big way in that <laughs> practical effects horror movie 
Hello, sci-fi, here we come. Yeah. Uh, can I get a, can I get a, yeah. try to yes. pitch it to yes. him? Yes. Hashtag Lawas Sci-Fi, put it on. That's put right, absolutely. Do it. We hope Hashtag so. it. We built it. it for you. We hope you like it. <laughs> well, Q, do you want to introduce our list and, uh, and get it started? Yes, indeed. So basically, um, what we are doing here, as if somebody hasn't caught on by now, <laughs> is we're discussing movies that are primarily <laughs> practical effects driven. Now for us, or for me, I'm going to introduce first, I'll say... For me, what kind of uh, made my list and, and uh, sussed out you know, the competition was basically a movie that primarily was made up of practical effects. Now, if, I, if, you, if you get to um, the current onslaught of, uh, onslaught of films, uh, there's a lot that mix digital, and you talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit mm-hmm. um, in the intro. Um, so mine have, may have like a digital hiding here and there. But primarily are practical effects driven and stuff that just blew my mind. I would say that's okay. Also, yeah. I'm going to, is there maybe yeah. just a touch of an age rift between yeah. us by a decade, yeah. maybe? Yeah, maybe. I am 76 years old, so. Right on. And mm-hmm. I am 12. I am yeah. mortal. So yeah. <laughs> yes. We're going to cover if all only. sorts of decades. <laughs> yes. So do you want to start us yeah. off? Or I, sh- uh, I sure will. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my five through three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it to you, you, Jay. You give me your five through three, okay. and then we're gonna <laughs> five through three, and then we're gonna have Rick give us his five through three. The right ones, yeah, the good ones. We'll okay. see. All, All right. right, so my number five. Okay. I feel like there should be a drum roll. Practical effects, guys. Practical effects. Practical effects. Practical effects. My number five, Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Del Toro. Okay. Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Super solid movie. Did have some CG in it, quite a bit on to some places. To remove parts of a practical creature. Absolutely. Right. But, hands down for me, Pan's Labyrinth has some of the best creature designs I've ever seen. I mean, this oh. stuff just is enthralling to look at. I don't think Del Toro's ever done a movie that didn't have amazing creature designs. I agree. I totally agree with that. Our movie, if I, if I had my hope, on the shelf next to Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, if it could just look... I'm going Eyeball hands? Come on, eyeball hands. Eyeball hands is one of the scariest things that has ever happened to my to my eyeballs. Man, he is he is. I will the give you that this. is a primal fear. Mm-hmm. Something about that strikes at the heart. I and will give you this. Looking at your poster when you sent it over to me, mm-hmm. I actually thought Pan's Labyrinth. Panty, a little panty. So yeah, Thanks. Uh, it, it the, felt it felt uh, that it was in the same. It had the same kind of soul going on. He listen. So. He watches. He watches uh, sci-fi face off. He he's in the community mix. Uh, people like uh, Frank Ippolito mm-hmm. and some things uh-huh. going on out there in L.A. Work with and make things and are involved with some of the some of our heroes. Phil Tippett, no. Guillermo del Toro, like Ugh. big wigs, and that's because they're they're watching the the next. Right, comers up, you know, see what we can do with that. That is something that I've noticed about people who do practical effects in general is they are they are never disconnected from what's going on. It's like they can never learn enough. Everything is yeah. just what can I incorporate more? If somebody if if somebody that you run into shows you something new that just fascinates you, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I can't believe they did that first. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're like, I can't wait to try that and then maybe make it a yeah. little bit better. Well, and I mean, and honestly, and you probably, Rick, can talk about it more being in the industry, but it does seem a very top-supported industry because you, you'll see stories all the time of 
this guy who headed up the special effects on this amazing movie was mm-hmm. actually the the undersecretary or under assistant to this other amazing effects guy on this movie beforehand, and and you see that pattern of like this guy trained this guy, trained this guy, trained this guy. I can look, and it and it just to pull up. It, it very much is that, and I can look even in my own feed and my own experience and uh, meeting up with Howard Berger and talking with him and Jordy Shell and uh, this any of the guys on, on the show even they're bringing mm-hmm. the like V Neal one of the yeah. judges she yeah. is oh yeah you know <laughs> she is V Neal right yeah. that loud. Um, so we have all these things uh, big industry people that are in that uh, mode of support and even come on uh, face off to be uh, celebrity judges guest judges and they're all there to even with their most harshest critiques <laughs> trying to make you a better artist if you can mm-hmm. hear what we're saying through all of the Glenn <laughs> the production right. angle no, and no, he's no, got you no. got to have a Simon on the show yeah, and, yeah. and he man he will break it down yeah. Glenn knows his he stuff he will break people down <laughs> yes he's good at that <laughs> I've emotions seen some, uh, I've seen some tears yeah the, uh, it's it's an intense environment um, but the thing there is that they are they are mentoring uh, the people that are able to handle the industry yeah uh, face off is like an interview for Hollywood yeah. and can you make it in the biz cool yeah. if you did a lot of those get hired on to Spider Man and Winter Soldier yeah. and or go on Hunger Games have their own and, movies or, or, or have a podcast like us yeah, yeah exactly you know, oh and or, speaking of and watch this guys speaking of face off let's talk about the scene in Pan's Labyrinth where he smashes the dad dude's face off oh, with man. the wine bottle yeah. bringing it back around to a practical effect which is your movie Thank you. That is that is that was awesome. That was that was pretty solid. Hans Labyrinth is a good choice. Yeah, I can't. I won't. I won't. I won't diminish it. All right. um, Good. Don't keep going. All right. So my next one, uh, number four. Now I'm gonna be honest. Some people may give me flack for where this is placed on my list, but um, you know I'm not. I chose it. It's good. Uh, Make your own list. That's right. (laughs) Number four, Star Wars: A New Hope. Okay. Now, my reason for being on there is because the the special effects were groundbreaking at the time. Some of the stuff they had never done before. A lot of it they had never done before. Camera rigs they had never done before. Some of the model work has never yeah. been done before. Amazingly small budgets, too. Things Amazingly you can touch. Yeah. Yes, everything that you can touch. Now, there is, and that, that goes back to one of optical effects, and then there's, there is. You know, there's a difference between yep. the way that they're doing effects at the time. And so, they yeah. mix something that, that makes me giddy inside, which is uh, any sort of puppetry or costumes. Mm. Um, and they mixed in some really great ones. Which that. is the, I mean, and let's not go on a tangent, but the new one did. did the yes, same they thing. brought it back around. The new again. one had a similar feel to they it. They did, which, absolutely. Okay, so, uh, I'm, so so number four, Star Wars New Hope. Okay. All right. Number three, The Fly. Cronenberg. <laughs> yes. See, I have okay. to have Cronenberg. No, on my list. I, I've got to <clears> say, <throat> I'm not even going to dispute that one. That one is on my on, honorable mention. Okay. Because. You're wrong. Uh, well, yeah, okay. no, but that movie Cronenberg is amazing. We're talking about practical effects. Yeah. You can't talk about that without talking about Cronenberg. Yeah. And that movie scarred me so badly when I saw it for the first time <laughs> as like a six or seven year old. The scene where he breaks the guy's arm uh, during the uh, yeah. arm wrestling yeah. match over the top to this day <laughs> bothers the shit out of it's me. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, when I when we're talking about judging, you're talking about sure. your, your formula, your reasoning for it. Uh, I chose mine based on movies that could not live without their effects. Ooh, Ooh. I like that too. That's yeah. such a smarter way He's to approach so it than I did. Than Damn I. it! Oh no, no, it just—I I thought of these things. And I was like, ah, uh, and my list changed. I—I I honestly, I Star Wars on my honorable mention too. Okay. I went a little more 
it, you know, you could have done it. They've done. There's so many Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars gets credit for everything. Right? Yeah, sure, sure. So I that and one or two, I kind of since they're in every list, you were like, yeah, eh, I'm gonna. Well, pull you'll them find out. doesn't mean they're not warranted. Nine times out of ten. It's because it's on every list. That's who I am. That's just, I'm that's the greatness of me. Man. Right. Um, and so that's my top three. So, okay. Jay, that I, means your time. So tell okay. us why you chose your list. Well, I chose my list, honestly, to brag on myself a little bit, similar reason that Rick chose his. It was the ones that were the practical effects made a vital difference to the story, to the experience of the film, sure. to the filmmaking of it, because maybe there were budgets involved. Right, yeah. And so that's where it was. Is that if you took the practical effects out of this, it wouldn't be the same film. It wouldn't be the same experience. And so my number five is Star Wars A New Hope. Ah, so I was, I was happy you put it on there. Weird. But for me, one of the other reasons that I that I chose it was because Rick of the historical... List. Yeah, yeah we heard my list. <laughs> but your list is probably wrong, Rick. <laughs> Kidnap you, and you come here and be rude. I'm Rick James. Wow. My list. Rick Prince. I'm Rick Prince, Rick. Okay, <laughs> Star Wars. Historical relevance. Yes. No Star Wars, no industrial light and magic. Yep. No industrial light and magic. Where are we today? Not in a very good place. That's true. So Game that to me is why everything that you said plus that, because because they had to build it in such a way for budgetary reasons, for um, expanse reasons, it was just revolutionary and started industrial uh, IL and M, which was is fantastic. So moving on, number four, this one could be argued that it could be or should be a little bit higher, but for me, uh, I I love this one, an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, I mean that movie is one of the quintessential. Now you're speaking my language. One of the quintessential. I mean, and if we were doing just a practical effects scenes, just sure. one scene out of a yeah. film, that one would still be on the there transition for the Rick the transition Baker scene. transition. When, scene. Yeah, when it goes to scenes, it ranks even higher for me. Oh, I mean, yes, because that one scene. Scenes what, are a whole. Not, we talked yeah, about that's a whole episode. Right episode. <laughs> I mean. Didn't it, it took like an entire week to shoot that one scene? They prepped it for like six if months, you which you I know. I just put about. it out to the listeners, man. If you don't know, if you haven't seen the original An American oh, Werewolf oh. in London, 1978. Yep. 70, yeah. Yeah. I think it's 78. Uh, if you haven't seen that, put it on your list. Furthermore, watch every behind the scenes yes. making of practical effects segment that you can watch on the feature. And then Wikipedia Rick Baker and watch everything you can find on him as well. I mean, and then you'll be like, movie... oh, the men in black guy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait till you see why. Gorillas in the Mist guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, just oh, his man. last year Halloween tutorial makeup yeah. that he did? Boom! Boom! That guy. So, yeah. That's why it's on my list. And it was so fucking good. They cre- The Academy created an entire awards category just for it. Yep. Right? And I'm not, and I'm not, not speaking on my ass. Not. I mean, that's, that's, it has to have impact for that reason. And that, not only that, but it was just badass. Oh, man. It's it such a great movie. Oh, okay, so that's my number four. And number three. Yep. I don't know if I'm going to have debate on this one or not. Number three for me. Wrong. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ooh, yes. I like yeah. that you guys are thinking a little bit outside of the monster box. Right, because yep. it's not all monsters when you're talking practical effects. You know, with 2001 A Space Odyssey, um, Trumbull, I think it was Trumbull, what? Trumbull, I th- Trumbull Doug Trumbull did the special effects for Yes. Mm-hmm. And he... All the the dream sequences, the hallucination, yeah, it was all done through light. The space jump scene is all in camera effects, right? Amazing, amazing. There, there is a subtle nuance difference 
to the uh, special effect and mm -hmm. the practical effect mm -hmm. makeup side. Sure. There's a lot of parts and pieces moving on and a lot of same thing with Pan's Labyrinth. Overall, it is, especially in the time period, mm -hmm. it you physically had to do it. Whether it was a camera that you used or, or a methodology that you right. used, Absolutely. you didn't tell a computer to do it. And nope. so you're totally in the zone. 2001 yeah. was fantastic. And, you, and they built that entire rotating set. I mean, that is That's creating another an environment. Kind of special effect category <laughs> exactly. to a whole new level. Oh, so and, and so for me, it definitely, I think, deserves to be on there. Mm -hmm. um, Trumbull has gone on to do amazing things. He did, I think he worked on Tree of Life, too. Yeah. Did all their space yep. stuff. Yep, so yep. those are my top three. So we've got a Star Wars New Hope, American Werewolf in London, and 2001 Space Odyssey. Love it. So now we get to Rick. Who's, who's going to make our list look like garbage? No, uh, it's just a different approach. Now, I had a couple that uh, were don't make my list. Okay. Uh, one of those is related to to you guys, and okay. I go over the ones that didn't make it. Really yeah, honorable good. mention. Yeah, honorable yeah. mention. Yeah, I got yeah. like four that, that didn't quite make the list, but, but deserved oh, to be talked it was, about. Man, it was hard. Hellraiser. Uh, you mentioned that earlier. I mentioned it earlier. Son. Yeah. That one still sticks with me forever. It, they did for skinless what... You know, everybody else, if, if you did Space for 2001, that's what they did for Skinless. It's, yeah. it's just incredible. And without that, doesn't, you know. Yep. Didn't, didn't, even Hellraiser, as people oh, yeah. know me, know how much I love Hellraiser. Yeah. And it didn't make my list. Oh. Day of the Dead. Oh. Of the zombie films? Yep. Hands down my fucking favorite. I, I own like two different copies of that. Greg Nicotero yeah. as a kid, knowing yep. everything right. else. That, plus, you know, just... The, the option and the story behind being able to yeah. have him get in with Savini and just this kid yeah. that was hungry, that story itself, yeah. dear to my heart. I figured Nicotero would pop yeah. up in our conversations with oh, you today, Eric. Man, it's such cool people, too. Uh, him and Howard Berger and everybody oh. associated with just really cool people. Um, Evil Dead 2. Oh. <laughs> Evil Dead was in my honorable mentions. It was. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie. But specifically, Evil two, Dead two. Two. Yeah. Yep. It took a, it it took from the first one and leveled the game oh. up. Went back basically the same thing but better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, so. it, it made my uh my list of sequels that are better than the original. Yeah, it did. For that reason. Uh, that's a great list cuz on mine most of mine are from that 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 territory. <laughs> the last but not least that didn't make the list, certainly not the least. Empire Strikes Back. Oh. No, didn't make the list. It no, didn't. it didn't. I was happy though that you. Did, oh man, as, that's as, it. As, just as, turn the podcast <laughs> off. Not for practical Bam. effects, as as awesome as it is, it you know, especially now, it, it's done another way now. Yeah. At the time, hands, you know, you've got every Yoda. Oh, uh, Yoda. Frank Oz. Uh, how right? you do that, Frank uh, Oz? How you do that? So that that brings us in. Those are the ones that didn't make the list. Honorable mentions for me. A couple there uh -huh. that, that are significant in big ways, and I can't just not. And talk if those about are them. your honorable mentions, <laughs> it's making know. me shake a little bit about your list. So that shows you the level of importance of number five. I'm Dun -dun. very excited to hear. And this is hard to put at five. Hard to put at five for me. People that know an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, top right? five. Man. It, it was hard it for me is, to put it at four. I can only man, imagine how hard it was for you. Putting it at five over what these other ones are because of their practical effects nature, right. the involvement that that is in the film. Do you um, want to add anything about American World? We talked about it at length, but do you want to add anything that we didn't mention before? I mean, I just I reiterate, go check go out this effect it. sequence. The uh, the transformation sequence. Uh, not only that, but matching up a piece of music to what's going on on screen oh. in contrast. Uh, beware the Moors, Jack. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything oh. about that through the film, ties it together from dream sequence, running, chasing deer, to just everything about this movie. Nightmares, waking up, watching your friend, Jack. So amazingly well done. Just, you yeah. gotta see this movie. 
It is yeah. top five. Easy. It, effects it definitely deserves that place. Top yeah. five. Uh, and had a category bred for it. Kind of, you know, if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. Number four. Hard to put it four, too. Labyrinth. Oh, that was almost Man. on my list. I almost have to leave because I don't even think it registered for me that it should be. Well, yeah, now, I'm like, there's one of my favorite like movies. Three people that aren't. A practical effect in that whole movie. I know. Dance magic, dance. Uh, right. Man, what a cod piece. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a practical effect all the time. Yeah. I think Those my favorite practical <laughs> effects is the, is the contact juggling <laughs> in that movie. I think <laughs> that's my favorite practical effect. I learned effect. how to do that because of that movie. What? Yeah. I mean, come on, who didn't, though? Right? You see uh, it, you're like, oh, that's I didn't say ass. well, but. <laughs> but I tried. I broke all of my mom's decorative <laughs> glass balls. Glass I didn't know there was, like, special Wait, balls. I just off, went and bought on, my, got let my let mom's just stuff. Ask, how many decorative glass balls did your mom have? <laughs> what does Fabergé mean, Mom? I can juggle this out. Okay, keep going. All right. Labyrinth, yes. That was my four, rounding out the five through three, coming in at three, Aliens. Ooh, number two. Yep, um, specifically. We've discussed the Game Over, man. The sequel. Now, Alien, fantastic. Oh. Practical effect, had a yep. parts and pieces and skins, and, you know, it was a suspense and a different film. Hits another one of my lists, though, for Alien. Uh-huh. Aliens took it out a whole new door. Well, it was there's an action so movie. many more. That it's not see the thing about it is yes, there were many more and they had a different look. The warrior aliens were cool, but yeah. to me it is all about the queen. Oh, that queen. That. The the fact that it is that big is operated by five people yeah. climbed all on the inside and a whole team of every oh. just to make that thing look the way it does and not only that but you're talking about scenes. Yeah. In the hangar, at the very end of the scene, cocking of the oh, head. No. His, ooh, no. And the way that you just chills. did that. Yeah. yeah you, know? you have practiced that in a mirror. I, I, I be wanted honest to, with you. I wanted to be yes. alien so bad. That was, that was it. Uh, and having that kind of uh, feline nature to it, oh. uh, everything about it said that it was believable to me across the board. Even when it took up and free walked across the room. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're holding all the sports oh, yeah. just yeah. out of frame, same thing with the big And uh, when you rewind it and you put a Jamiroquai on, it is Oh, hilarious. perfect, man. <laughs> Scrub it back a little bit, get the dance mix. Yep. Yes, so Aliens... <laughs> aliens <Sorry>. it, <laughs> hits it across the board for practical effects. There were a lot of parts and pieces to that, yeah. but that queen steals the show. I like that we've only shared a few here and there. These, yeah, this I'm, is good. My our, our all top twos, I'm wondering if we're going to share them all. Well, I say, before we get to that, we hear from our sponsors. Are my favorite ones? Well, yeah. our fa- Well, you know. Well, some ones. of our favorite ones. There may be some that we're like, eh, I don't really <laughs> like those sponsors, but they pay the bills. So, um, Rick, we're going to cut to our sponsors. We'll be right back here in just a few minutes. All right. High five. Sponsors. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're coming on down to Pee Wee's Big Colonoscopy. <laughs> uh, everybody join me in my butt. <laughs> coming this fall on Netflix. Netflix! Netflix! It's a you, secret word. You've seen him ride a bike, and you've seen him ride a Joe Magliano. Now you're going to see the inside of his rectum. <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Colonoscopy. <laughs> join me. No, this is a serious matter, son. 
We're looking for Pollux. The secret word is out! <laughs> this fall on Netflix. Emo, a Disney Channel original movie. Hi, I'm Goth Guy Gary, and high school is hard. My name's Rebecca. Uh, oh. Hey, Rebecca, you want to listen to Dashboard Confessional and think about sad things? Yes, can we, like, not really sit right next to each other? This summer, Emo Timo. Can these two teens stop looking at their phones long enough? to tune into each other. The other day, I was just thinking about how pointless having parents is. Emo Timo, a Disney Channel original movie. I cried into my Eggo waffle this morning. Emo Timo, a Disney Channel original movie. Sometimes, when I think about Razorblade. Emo Timo, a Disney Channel original movie this summer on Disney. I guess we could, like, watch it or Sponsors. You know that one sponsor? The one that... That sponsors you know, things? Yeah, that had that, like, super special sponsor. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I think that was for us. Like, they touched me they in that made that place. Especially. Yeah. yeah. Do you need an adult? Or no, no, boys need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Where are we? So, we are at the point in our list where we are at the, the top The best two. ones. Yeah. The best Literally, ones. Literally, they, the the they can't get higher on the list unless they start going negative, I guess. So... But is that a really a good list, then? Or are you... Sure. Yeah. Moving on to integers. Now. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so our top two. All right. So I'm going to start us off. Do it. So you have to conch. This is, this is nerve-wracking. Here we go. All you right. have the trust stick. So, my top two. My number two, The Thing. Now, let me clarify. This is not the 2011 The Thing. Okay, no, no. Yeah, no. I was like, did that need clarifying? Well, I don't think it did. It's <laughs> only I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> That's uh, what I heard anyway. I didn't, I didn't watch it. It's uh, on my list of get to it sometime. Talking about yeah. movies that literally scared the shit out of me as oh, a child goodness. and traumatized me and gave me nightmares, this movie was it for me. I mean, the uh, the whole, um, I, I don't even know what they call it, the chest chomp scene. Oh, the chest chomp. Is uh, disturbing. Everything, everything about that movie is disturbing. Is disturbing. But I can say I've watched, I think, just about every special feature about or behind the scenes on that film, mainly for two reasons. One, because I'm super interested. And two, just to remind myself that it wasn't real. <laughs> These I had to exist. watch them. I had to be like, okay, and this is where the Humans made this, right? is controlling it, and it's not actually going to morph into my dog and eat my <laughs> face off. So... Strong me, number two. Amazingly done. <coughs> and my number one. Oh. Chills. My number one. What, just like some of the other people that we've mentioned here, I think this dude changed the game as far as practical, practical effects go. And that is Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. 
Oh, the Dark Crystal. Yes. So instead of Labyrinth, you yep. went, went the, the other Dark Crystal, direction. and that's why mm-hmm. I had to take Labyrinth off of my list because I was like, I can't put two Jim Henson movies on my list. Am I going to tell you something? I'm going to say this. While I appreciate what was done in that film, uh-huh. I actually don't like that movie that much. What? I know. Rick, you cannot <laughs> hit Jay in the face. <laughs> Sorry. I understand it. It was I'm instinctive. Saying, I'm not saying it's bad, but for whatever reason, I always enjoyed Labyrinth so much more. But I love the the maze aspect of that. Okay, one. so the Skeksis for me were something that like blew my mind as a kid. Oh, I love the visual of it, but oh, I yeah. just never the story to me. I could never get into. It's a little too, little too out there for you. Probably a little too highbrow. I was a moron as yeah. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was too highbrow. I didn't really get it. That's that's fair. I didn't but get yeah. the socioeconomic hyperbole that was going. For me, very relevant today. Yeah. I could not put Jim Henson. Not put Jim Henson on my list because for me, he is one of my idols of all time. I mean, I think what he's done as far as puppetry and so say we all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who can disagree. That. What would Henson do? Yeah. Well, he would make hash, a puppet out of it. Hashtag puppet. That's what he would do. Okay, I, I, I... While not my favorite movie, I appreciate the placement of Henson All on right. the list. So yeah. I'll give you my top two. Okay, please do. Uh, my number two, I actually put on my list for the exact same reason that you put yours on uh, uh, Jim Henson at the top. Mm-hmm. For me, number two is Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. Because I yeah, could like not you. have a yep. practical effects list Ray without Harryhausen. Harryhausen, yeah. Harry Harry. you want to talk change the game? Yeah. Harryhausen created a new game. Yeah. And just that's why it, it and that the scene, the skeleton fight scene, obviously, is what I'm referencing yeah, sure. ma- majorly. Mm-hmm. But the way that he it was done and the fact that Harryhausen did it all himself. He didn't have assistance. He didn't have a team. He personally did the entire fight scene by himself. And we know, as we've discussed it on the podcast before, uh, stop motion animation, I feel, is such an underrated it is. Uh, art form. And Harryhausen, just the the realism he brought to it. Yeah, yeah I'm glad somebody uh, had, he's on my auxiliary uh, nod list. Uh, just miss me like a couple of films here. Sure. Exorcist. Just, just <laughs> missed me by that much. Uh, and, and I love it uh, looking back, and I'm glad that uh, he makes your list because it definitely deserves to be there in the practical effects world. I, yeah. I, incredible I, uh, stuff. Just uh, Harryhausen is one that you could, again, watch, just watch YouTube videos of just him. Yeah, it's when we were talking about uh, why you have your list, you're talking about something specifically for the time that could not even be thought about existing. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. How are you going to make it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure just, it out. I'm just yeah, going to do what it, I'm doing. Right? I'll take a thousand with my pictures hands. Yeah. with oh, my okay. hands. Yeah. 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 And so my number one. Yeah. The Thing. Ah, okay. The Thing. Yeah. The Thing. All the reasons you said. Too. Yeah. I cannot disagree with a single one, but The Thing for me is one of the most enjoyably horrific movies. And... Not only is it's not just one great scene. So Jason right. the Argonauts has the one scene that you remember. You know, Space Odyssey has like a couple that, that you remember. But for the thing, ev- almost every scene in the movie has some practical effect. Something oh. that was built for the scene or that was real. And there's so many different variations. The character design is amazing. You talked about this chest chomp scene. I talk about the neck spider, <laughs> which is the most horrifying thing. I was hoping you wouldn't mention They're that. Not that. Swedish, They're not Swedish. I'm actually having flashbacks now. And 
the, the effects were so good, no one even cared how attractive Kurt Russell is in the movie. With his big old beard, he's covered up too much. You don't even talk about his sexiness. So yes, so for me, the thing is number one because it is one of the most enjoyably horrific movies. That again, Rick, to your point, could not exist in the way that it does as the experience that it is without that. And we want to talk about mentorship. Uh, Botten, Rob Botten. He was he worked on um, he worked under oh shit who did he work under. He was uh, he he was an assistant on American Werewolf in London, and then he ah. jumped up and did the thing. Yep. So he was uh, working with uh, Rick Baker's Baker. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some subbing out and swapping out last minute, as is uh, typical yep. in the Hollywood. Who can do what? Who's working on which projects? And uh, uh, Botine is an interesting thing in the in the game because kind of after that, yeah. Well, he checked himself into a mental institution or something after exhaustion that film and for exhaustion. Like there's, there's some some. Oh, I thought it was just from the like horrific. It could have been because he worked like he he himself was on set like seven days a week for fifty two weeks straight or something, and then once it wrapped, checked himself yeah, into yeah, a hospital. If for you exhaustion. haven't seen the thing, uh, you'll understand. Check it out because it's number two on my list. Yes, yeah, yeah. you guys share yeah. number two, and it's my number we one. We share yeah. number two. Um, in in that the the effects and the way that they were done, the amount of Different parts and pieces again, moving at once with the puppeteers mm-hmm. being all in the room and hidden somehow. Uh, the anatomical horror that most yes. of those things are. Uh, not only that, but when you take that uh, that whole movie and you put it in the context of that great that great white north, Ugh. desolate storm, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah um, it's almost like being in space. Yeah, it, you know, that feeling of isolation. Yeah. How will we make it? How, yeah. Shouldn't. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, Rashad Santiago, yeah. you know, if you wanted to talk about uh, the thing or Predator oh, or something yeah. like that, like quote for quote, that kind of stuff. And but. I was scared of dogs growing up, so that movie did not help. <laughs> at made it fucking so much worse. Fall. To me, and it's one of those great, great casted things. Uh, for me, uh, just watching Keith David as Childs was. Yep. Mm. Like he was the dude. Like Keith David about, is always the yeah, dude. He's he, the best in everything. You're about loving Kurt Russell as McCready. I, I just, I love that. That antagonist, yeah. almost that he was, and also kind of the the constant. He was even maybe more constant than McCready was because, mm-hmm. and it's a great story. And 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 if you haven't seen the thing, you should definitely go see it. And number one on my list is The Dark Crystal. Oh, oh my god! Wait, well, I'm gonna high five with you, right? right? Oh, two, did I just get replaced one. as the host? Yep, maybe. You're, you're off, Jay. Maybe you're done. You're, you're done for. Get out of here. I think that. Get, you get out of here. We've got guys I waiting the for a van that will drive you Rick. Uh, I was not afraid to put two Henson films in my top five with you know in the blink of an eye. The Dark Crystal has influenced my life more than any other film. Uh, it spoke to me on a level that made me believe every frame of it was real, and the more I found out about it, the more mysterious it was because. Wait, what? <laughs> Those are people are in, and ha- even the little tumbleweed thing is a, <laughs> what? all of it, <laughs> really. So when you talk about a practical effects movie, there isn't a part of that movie that isn't practical effects. Yes, yeah. every single every frame. part of it. And uh, that's I I cannot, and I'll I'll even just bond with you over this choice, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I one hundred percent agree with you that um, that's that is also why it's number one on mine is because. I mean, this movie literally could not exist without the practical effects that make up uh, the whole of, of what it came to. 
And, and well, now I'm embarrassed. How well done. No, no, you have fantastic <laughs> list, man. No, 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 I do. My, my, my list is <laughs> better than ever. My list is better than everybody's list. Of all of the movies on our, all the top list, if you haven't seen The Dark Crystal, uh, <laughs> you should, because, man. It is uh, killer. It's, it's impactful on so many levels. Uh, it's one of the things that I've never cosplayed that I've always wanted to because I, I honestly have just been daunted by the get it right. Like, oh, if I'm going to You don't do want to screw that up. No, I, I love it so much and I'm almost afraid to do it because yeah. when it is realized, it should be autonomous and start yeah. talking to me. Yeah. And when it doesn't, I don't want to... Yeah. That's one of the few things I don't want, maybe want to lose the mystery of as much as I'm behind the scenes. And Speaking of cosplay, did you like that Quentin dressed up as David Bowie from Labyrinth for tonight's episode? I did. Yeah. Even when, when weirder, I, this is just how I normally <laughs> I, Even I, as a dude behind him, I thought I saw a beard in the in the, uh, in the picture on your profile, but uh, that Tina Turner style is That's definitely your look. Who do you do? I do. Remind me of the babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, so good. So we've made it successfully from five through one. What I would like to do is I'm going to go through everybody. I'm going to start with mine, and let's just run through our list. Remind everybody what they need to watch if they haven't. They should turn off the podcast right now. Go listen to these movies, or go watch these movies, or listen to them. You know, whatever. If it's and, then, squad, right? and then if you're Daredevil, and then, and then come back. <laughs> yeah. So Matt uh, Murdock, you listen. Everybody else, watch. Yeah, it's it's very important. These movies must be seen. So five, five, my, five, number, my number five, Pan's Labyrinth. Number four, Star Wars: A New Hope. Number three, The Fly. Number two, The Thing, and number one, The Dark Crystal. Amazing. Jay? Number five, Star Wars: A New Hope. Number four, An American Werewolf in London. Number three, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Number two, Jason and the Argonauts. Number one, The Thing. And Rick. Number five, An American Werewolf in London. Number four, Labyrinth. Number three, Alien. Number two, The Thing. And number one, hands down for me, is The Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Much I've loved our list, and this gets watch me it. so excited. Watch it now. I want to go watch these right now. Oh, right now. So I say we use this time that we're gonna hear from our sponsors again to go sponsors. power watch these movies and then come back. So we're gonna we're gonna pick the second part of our episode. You know, we'll record a couple about days. fifteen hours. <laughs> we'll be right back. So we'll be ready to go. So everybody, word from our sponsors, and right back. Come on down this weekend to Chuckle Zone to see the new stand-up chair. No seats. You can hear him tell jokes like, hey, you ever had a butt on your face? No. <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. The new stand-up chair is going to be hilarious. Listen to jokes like, hey, one of my friends got three legs. I'm like, Randy, what you doing with three legs? That is crazy, but what about airplane food? Does he talk about that? He does not, because he's a chair. He's the new stand-up chair this weekend at Chuckle Zone. Come on down to Chuckle Zone. Cho-cho-chuckle. Good afternoon. Coming to you directly from Time and We've got a collection collection for the ages. This is Stories from My Grandfather, the box set. Starts off with this joke. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't... are you talking to me, Jimmy? 
Oh, you want to hear about that last time we went fishing? Well, see, it was a long summer day. You and I went down to the pond. Uh, it was about 4.30 a.m. You know, that's, that's the time when the fish is nice. Chestnut, full of knowledge, like from this grandfather. I went down to the bookstore the other day, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it has been at least 40 years since I have had a good cannoli. That one cannoli that I had, I was telling your grandmother about this one the other day. It was when we went to New York City. No, no, it wasn't New York City. It was New York State. It was somewhere in New York State. And I had a cannoli from this guy. He sort of, you remember Ethel Merman? He sort of looked like Ethel Merman. But it wasn't him. I thought it was him at first. And I said to my wife, I said, look at that person. Doesn't he look like Ethel Merman? Cannolis was what I was talking about. And so then that one time, I, we had that cannoli. And then I thought to myself, he didn't give me a receipt. And I always keep receipts because you know how hard it was to keep track of those receipts when I was a young man. When I was a young man, I worked in Edgar James's haberdashery for like 30-something years. And you know that son of a bitch never tipped me one. This box said only cost 1925. That's also the year that most of these gentlemen were born. It was uphill both ways in the snow. All we had to do was walk 47 miles to school in the morning, and then another 57 and then back home. And when the Golden Corral has their special on shrimp wings, I'm like, ooh. I jumped off of that army truck, and, and when I jumped off of that army truck, my ring caught on the tailgate so and pulled my finger Sunday. right we off, go to church with clean your, off your of my hand. You remember your That's a true story. Do you know how we're able to keep these box sets so cheap? Because half these guys don't remember recording them, so we don't have to pay royalties. But buy it now. New from Time Music. Is it put in time yet? Stories from my grandfather. The box set. 1925. All right, so yet again, back. Favorite sponsors. Yeah, from our sponsors. What did you think of our sponsors? Uh, Sometimes it's hard to know what to think of them. Yeah. They're my favorite sponsors. Yeah, they're my favorite. But all sponsors are our favorite, <laughs> favorite sponsors. sponsors, aren't they? Right, yeah. Oh. They keep the lights on in our uh, letters room. Love our sponsors. Yeah. No, in the real good. world, I really do. Yeah. Love the sponsors. Love sponsors. That's how we get to do stuff. Yeah, so, so what do we get to do now, Q? Well, you know what time it is. It's yours and mine, and soon to be Rick's favorite time. This is game, game time. time. Game time! Game time! Game time! So why don't you tell the people what we're playing today? We're okay. going analog, baby. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite games, guys. We play it on here all the time, Q. We play it when we're not recording a podcast. Rick, you will be new to it, but I think you'll catch the drift pretty easily. It's called Dreamcasters. Dreamcasters! Uh, previously called Hollywood Recast. Previously called Recast. Previously called a lot of other things, but right now, yeah. it's called Dreamcasters. And it's where we draw a random entity, random story, comic book, book, old television show, nostalgic movie, and we recast it. With today's up and coming and established stars, so nobody dead, nobody that couldn't be <laughs> in the movie. Okay. So, are yes. you guys ready to play Dreamcast? I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Well, Rick, since you are our special guest, I will let you draw our selection out of our handy dandy hipster hat. Woohoo! 
reaching into the fedora, coming out with this. Ooh, what do we have? <laughs> Survey says... <laughs> Phineas and Ferb live action. Yeah! Oh, wow. so live, we're action a live action Phineas, Phineas and Ferb, Ferb movie? One, can I say I'm a huge personal fan of Phineas and Ferb? Okay. Uh, has uh, fans who have oh, watched yeah, this? Daughter loves them. I've seen uh, it. I've... Okay. So first, uh, first thing we have to do, we had to find five characters to cast. Obviously, Phineas and Ferb yep. would be two of them. I would also think Doofenshmirtz yep. should be cast. Yep. And then who are our other two? The parents? No, no, no. What's the... Uh, uh, the, the girl? Yeah. Olivia? What's the, what's the sister? Oh, Candace. Candace. Candace and... You gotta have Candace. Isabel. Isabella. Yeah. Okay, so okay, we'll do that. Isabella. It Phineas? Was the top six. Oh, no! Perry. Perry's Perry, yeah, Perry. Okay, okay. We gotta put one <laughs> okay, okay. I so already got one in mind. So we got Perry, so, yeah. Doofenshmirtz, Phineas, Ferb, and Candace. Yep. Those are our That's five. Not. Real actors. Real Way actors. These people. Characters. So let's start with, you said Perry. Yep. You said you already have I'm one ready. in mind for the platypus. Yeah. You ready? Go. Warwick Davis. <laughs> I was going to say Andy Serkis. Right? I mean, only if we're going to go CG, but I want practical <laughs> effects, baby, in this Phineas and okay, Ferb movie. So I want Warwick, Warwick Davis, Davis in that platypus suit. What about um, Tyrion Lannister? He's not, yeah, he's Peter big, Dinklage, man. He's Peter he's, Dinklage. He's too big for that now. He he's too big for that. He's outgrown platypus he status. Wants, here's the deal. Platypus status. Here's the deal. I fully believe that Warwick Davis is totally fine hiding his face. I have a feeling that Peter Dinklage, he wants his face seen. Yeah, man, he might. <laughs> you know? Unless they make like the platypus. Space pants, maybe. the sequel. <laughs> oh, man. That, have you have you watched this, Only this, this morning. recent Saturday Night Live? I've seen scenes from it. Oh, man, it's fantastic. Good? Okay, yeah. I saw yeah. Naked and Afraid. Yeah. yeah. Which oh, was man. great. Which yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Anybody um, that bold. <laughs> so that's who, I, that's who I put forth. I'm putting forth. I don't, feel free to disagree if you want. I don't have, I mean, well, you're going to cast as a platypus. Like Shia LaBeouf or Warwick that's Davis. That's why it's perfect. It's perfect. Actual platypus Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's who uh, I'm going to vote for. I think Shia LaBeouf would be in, in full platypus gear. I, I can't. And then he'd be a superhero instead of put a fedora on. I can't agree with that. I'm going to go with Warwick Davis. <laughs> okay, Warwick Davis. Rick, do you have a suggestion uh, or Warwick you know, Davis? I don't, I don't have a problem Davis. with uh, Warwick Davis being in it. I think you're definitely in the, in the right scale. Um... <laughs> That's okay, fair. well then let's... Warwick Davis it is. Someone talk to his agent. Lock it in. We're Lock reaching it. out to him. No more Harry Potters. He's probably looking yeah, at something. He's on to Perry the Platypus. Perry. Now, I, I would say because of the delivery, I might think if you're thinking an outside of scale, I would say Brian Cranston. <laughs> he could pull that off deadpan anything. deadpan kind of detective kind of action. <laughs> yeah. You know? Non-speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. role. Just really get him, especially when he's like making yeah. fun of you, or he's really get him down and yeah, just, just, just giving you that look. Just a straight he's giving you the Heisenberg. Just say my name, Harry the Platypus. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I am the one who plats. I'm the one who plats. You know what? Throwing I, it out there. Hmm. No, because they're gonna go with Warwick. All right, okay, Warwick Davis. Okay, let's do Doofenshmirtz then. My favorite character in the whole show. Okay, you go first. I want to say Christopher Lloyd. But he's too old. Is he? No, I don't know that he is. Uh, uh, you know, it depends. Is it a physical it's, role? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a physical live action role. He's do for Schmerz. He's got to fight Warwick Davis. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one forward too. Um, shit, I can't. Think shit, of I can't think of his name. Um, Sheldon from uh, oh. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. That's it. Thank you, Jim Big Parsons. Do you want Jim Parsons again? Yeah, as as Doofenshmirtz. I kind of see him as that, like you know. <laughs> 
maniacal. Yeah, you got person. science, you got bad guy. Why not? Yeah. Right. Okay. But uh, once again, may not be it. Oh, I want to. Uh, Doofenshmirtz has got to be good. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> the Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> Barry, I'm going to pump you up. <laughs> and then run. Okay. Yeah. I can. I can get on board with Jim Parsons. Okay, so we've got Warwick Davis as Perry, and we've got. I'm just gonna drop Jim out and Parsons. let you guys cast the rest because clearly I'm too good at this. Um, well, I think honestly, I think Ferb should be the actor who actually plays Ferb from Ga- Game of Thrones. Thomas Brody Sankster? Yeah. Wait, he's, what? Okay, he's Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's, he's uh, the one of the uh, Wog kids or whatever. The the the, bo- the girl, the boy that. Well, yeah. He's also <laughs> in Star Wars. He gets blown up in the command shuttle. What? You didn't know this? No. You yeah. guys are schooling me on this. No, right yeah. Now. The kid, the second Wog brother um, from Game of Thrones is the voice of Ferb. Yeah, I honestly, he's 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 castable as himself. Yeah. So we'll just leave him. Yeah. We'll he's, just leave him. He's right. him. What's his name again? Uh, Thomas uh, Brody Sankster. That's it. That's okay. it. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas Brody is always what I think. You know what the sad thing is that some of these people are, are almost... They animate them so <laughs> yeah. so much to the people, like at Disney would that uh, that even Vincent Martella <laughs> kind of <laughs> he's pretty much is a Phineas. He's a Phineas. All right, so maybe like just, a young. If Todd we're gonna Sheridan? if we're gonna take him out though, okay. Uh, what about the kid from Kylo Ren? Special? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Adam, Adam, Adam I don't want Adam Driver. I want Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, yeah. As Phineas, Kylo Ren. <laughs> like in, pretending in to be Phineas. <laughs> What are we gonna do today? <laughs> <laughs> He's also Batman. Look out! I'm gonna destroy this fucking computer with a lightsaber. I am what this galaxy needs. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what's, what's the kid's name from Midnight Special? He looked like he can do good at acting. I don't know what is that kid's name. I don't know. He was in Mud. Midnight good. Special Kid, wasn't it? No, was that's it? not Ty Sheridan. Oh no, I was thinking Ty Sheridan. Because yeah. you said Ty Sheridan. I did say it. But yeah, that kid could do it. Yeah. Or Adam Driver. Adam Driver with Adam the nose. Driver. He's got the nose down. They can just like they'll they'll like Peter Jackson practical effects. Like he's really close to the yeah. camera. And, right. Yeah, and yeah. Thomas Brody's like yeah, way the far away. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. So the mocap his whole face and replace it with his face again. <laughs> right. That's perfect. I <laughs> no, love that idea. They'll always have like a kid walking around and mocap Adam Driver's head. So on who do we got left? We've... Candace is the only one who oh, got okay. left. So who would be a whiny redheaded pan camp girl? <laughs> Are you talking about uh, the I don't girl know her from name. Um, uh, Allison Hannigan? Pie. Allison Hannigan. That's it. Allison Hannigan. All right. Before, this is a 15-year-old girl. Hold on. Can I say uh, Egret from Game of Thrones? Well, nice. That is naming right. red-haired She's also people. a little bit, yeah, right. little bit older. Rose from yeah. Golden Girls. Not any <laughs> red-headed person. No, I like that. What's her, What's that actress's name? I'm going to look her up somewhere. I was going to say what's... Um, I watched a horror movie with her recently that was... Is it gross? Is it wait? Is it? Uh, it was. Is it? Oh, oh, oh the uh, honeymoon? honeymoon. Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that movie it was, was sort of like teeth, but different. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like suspenseful, and I wound up just going, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. That is practically terrible. Right about I do not that. like that. Um, uh, okay, unless so, you're going really wrong, and you're really gonna try to get a teenager, in which case, I don't know, I don't watch uh, Disney X. Sansa Stark. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Sansa Stark with the red hair from Jean Grey in the yeah, new X Men movie. So we can't just cast redheaded people. No, I don't. She's I, not. They're fake redheaded. I don't see either two of them being uh, the right kind of bubbly, bitchy like, American. That's true. Okay. Sassy Valley girl kind of. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, 
with uh, uh, Penny from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> No. What's her name? Uh, what's the girl in that Disney show, Jessie? I was going to say, playing a teenage uh, girl babysitter, uh, you can't be that much older. That's true. Yeah. Just... <laughs> or maybe she can. We, or maybe she can. Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> true that. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. In the, the role of a lifetime. Nick Cage as Summer. As <laughs> Candace. Uh, that's it. Well, I, was th- I was thinking Rick and Morty. <laughs> I went to a completely different animated show. Oh, okay. So let's let's go through. We've got <laughs> Warwick Davis as Perry. We've got the platypus, uh, Jim <laughs> Jim Davis uh, or no, Jim, Jim Parsons. Jim Henson's. Yeah, we got Jim Parsons as Jim. All of the Jims. We've got Thomas Brody as himself as Ferb. Yep. We've got Adam Driver as Phineas, and we've got <laughs> Meryl Streep. Wait, no, no. Just specify. I like Rick's idea. Adam Driver with a mocap face of Adam Driver. <laughs> yes. Digital. Digital Adam Driver. And he's the only one. Yeah. Okay. I, like it. I love it. Hey, I say uh, we go pictures. Cut and print. All right. So um, I'd like to dig a little bit back into what we were talking about um, regarding uh, what you've got going on. Because it's, it's such an honor to have you here. We're super excited to speak with you and just learn and and that's sit, the truth. And sit Indian style in front of you, <laughs> just like super excited, like eager little children. Gather around, young people. Yes. Everyone. Tell us a story. A story mm. about the amazing life of Rick Prince. A story of kings and princes. <laughs> Rick Listen princes. to Old Master. <laughs> yes. So, uh, all those watching uh, Rebels out there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, wait. Since you brought it up, I'm going to Oh, ask, I brought it up. Uh, do you obviously you uh, like All that of shit. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clone Wars had me hooked. Uh, it had all of the story that I didn't get. Yep. And I, it was a cold start for Rebels for me. I yep. was like, all right, I'll watch Aladdin <laughs> and see what adventure he goes on. I liked Aladdin. Yeah. I can't, I can't even really hate on that too much, except for I was like, man, of all the things to start on, you didn't do what they all thought that was, right. was going to make yeah. it real Disney. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this last episode really... I gave, haven't watched it, those reasons. So it gave a lot of credence. Spoiler no spoiler alerts. It gave a lot of credence to Disney doing it like Clone Wars nice. and giving me a little of that adult punch and mm-hmm. not as fun feely all right. the time. Everything ends super happy. Uh, not not on the last episode, <laughs> which is great. And uh, seeing a good tie across uh, franchises or spectrums of the property yeah. of uh, not only the films, but integrating Clone Wars and you have all this right. canon, canon, that canon, is canon. a shared universe. Yes. And timeline, timeline, timeline. I was hoping that they had we're going to do the things that they have done and then then they deliver. <laughs> so I'm very nice. very happy and very proud of uh, Star Wars Rebels. So Thanks Rick, guys. Rick tells everybody go watch give th- th- thumbs watch, up. Uh, do that. Star Wars. I don't know about uh, Battlefront though. <clears throat> Work on that. <laughs> yeah. How about some uh, uh levels? How about uh team play? How about uh I mean it looks great. Sounds great. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How about levels? How about it's awesome except for we don't want to play it. Yeah, except for the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, real good. It looks so, awesome, sounds yeah, awesome. If I could only it. have a good like game engine. Come on, Dice, you have Battlefield, man. Just put that game engine. Can't you just Do swap it. it over? All right. Uh, that said, uh, yeah. I'm an avid gamer, uh, liked anime, mm-hmm. grown up on all these different things. Right. Uh, have you been to MTAC here? Uh, yeah, sure. I've, I've been. I uh, competed there, in as a contestant right? yeah. in yeah. the nice. early days with Big Daddy. And, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, the local community. I thought I saw some of that in your portfolio when I yeah. was perusing. I was oh, like, oh, most certainly, man. You guys support your stocking. local cons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'm here wearing uh, my souvenir from uh, the last uh, Wizard Comic Con that I went to, and they were nice enough Those to Those have take, been pretty awesome. 
They have been. They take me wow. all the way across the planet now. I've been to China, I've been to Pittsburgh, wow. been to you know, all over, and then uh, make sure that I come back here at home and do the things that uh, are near and dear to me, which is uh, tying into the local community. Uh, hence why you're here. Hence well, why I'm here. Exactly. You're also here because we kidnapped you. But. Right. And um, a big part of that is uh, Kneecat Network. I don't know if you guys are following yes. and you're seeing everything mm-hmm. on my page yep. and everything I've been doing the past couple of years. Uh, when I got back from Face Off, uh, one, I had to figure out how to restart the engines. It <laughs> sure. sounded like the Millennium Falcon. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh-oh. Took a minute to, get to figure out what to do with all of that. Sure. Um, and I uh, had to sit and study and figure out, uh, refold the business. Um, Malice in mind became Rick Prince. Uh, Rick Prince wound up uh, meeting and uh, being introduced to Trish Christ over at Kneecat Network. I met her and Katie Bellagio and uh, John and some of the great people over there, Eric. And uh, Trish and Katie and I, um, together, mainly with uh, Trish's leadership, kind of devised this plan where they wanted me to become the artist in residence mm-hmm. over there. Uh, in doing that, we're able to go back to the high schools, reach out to the community, uh, go to places that aren't reached with this kind of uh, artwork or even give back at all. One of the first few places that I went included uh, Pearl Cone High School, National School of the Arts, and then my alma mater, Hillwood. Uh, it turns out that no one has been back to Hillwood. No celebrity, no business person. What? The first person to go back to Hillwood was the kid that they put in in-school suspension for doing the same thing that they asked <laughs> him back yeah, for, right? right. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, I entered these hallowed halls, <laughs> a champion. You know, it was a Megatron moment to come That's back amazing. in there with a zombie in tow and full makeup. You know, they used to lock me up for this. Do you remember and, when you expelled me for paper mache yeah, my teacher you know, into a zombie? Remember when I sent that uh, in-school suspension uh, <laughs> teacher home with that uh, burning paper and... Uh, but it was a different world back then, and part of what Face Off has done is exposed everyone to uh, makeup, artistry, and how yeah. we use that to make films and uh, make all these characters that you love come to life. In doing that, over at Kneecat, doing all this reach out, community work, uh, I was able to meet some fantastic people who uh, wound up becoming my executive producers and have allowed me to make the film Lawa All Saints Eve, L-W-A, Lawa All Saints Eve. Until you see that, it's a little difficult to understand what I'm saying. So um, if you go on- online and check it out on Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff, lawamovie.com here in the next week. Yep. Uh, our we'll, site, we'll post it. Well, yeah, link we, to it from that. That's everywhere. the best place to go. Remember um, our hashtag. <coughs> that's it. Hashtag LawSciFi, put it on. Yep. LawSciFi, put it on. Please, uh, this movie was uh, born to be on the sci-fi show. Uh, we kind of, in the backgrounds of competing on the show... And then after the show, we all talked as artists, well, what could we do if we could all get together? I was fortunate enough to get enough budget as an independent film, micro budget, as sure. micro yeah. as it gets, yeah. under every line that you can think <laughs> of. Um, but with that, way more than we've ever had as artists and things to, to right. have the, the say-so. We got to choose what happened on this film. I got creative freedom. <laughs> so I... I, I did, ah, power! Yes! Power! Um, so I, I wrote this film and was charged with uh, not only uh, having written it, but producing and directing it, which is great because I, I knew the material intimately and was able to hire some fantastic uh, casting crew here in Nashville. We shot it here in, uh, on 400 acres of property in Ashland City here in Nashville. And um, our crew uh, was born of need and budget. <laughs> and not only that, but opportunity. Who who did I know that, man, if they ever got a chance to just make a movie, they would, and they would put everything they had into it. Uh, so uh, 
some of our producers, our local uh, filmmakers here in Nashville that came on board. Um, we got Dieter Spears that have been taking some of my photography, uh, all the stuff you've seen over the past awesome. like two yeah. or three years. Oh, it's been great. Came too. on board, really just showed out, just really, really super energy, really, really did a great job from beginning to end, e even including uh, two days ago with me, all the way from beginning to end. Nice. Uh, and then we got our uh, local uh, student labor force at Columbia State. Uh, wow. Yeah, we got Reed Ridley and his students from Columbia State awesome. come out because PAs and grips and all that, if right. we can get them. And not only that, but uh, as far as schools teaching kids mm -hmm. how to work, man, Columbia State teaches filmmakers. Yeah, man. They, they come out on good set and they work how they're supposed to. I haven't had that experience in Nashville with uh, the students from, from other schools, but every single one of these kids came out on time. Yes, sir. Here's what we're doing. Knowing what they're doing and we're pretty much that's autopilot. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Couldn't think of more. Uh, and as such, uh, get a call for the next one, right? Yeah. 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 Some more again. You, know you're, you know who uh, your staff is. And um, all the way on down, my DP, uh, Ryan Featherston and uh, all our sound guys, Sean O'Brien Smith and Mark Richardson and all the guys here. And then our cast is really what brings this film to life. Um, Ashley Love Mills, Diane Dixon, Tanya Thompson, Braylon Stokes, Alita Miles, Terrence Locke. Um, these are just a few of the people that are on board uh, as our, our main cast, our leading uh, keys that are either the spirits like that you see there in makeup oh, or they're the lead, so <laughs> the lead <laughs> nice. people on the film itself. Um, we also have a, a whole other host of people like uh, Percy. Uh, we've got uh, Elena. We've got... Uh, Mars Melnikoff, uh, James Banks. We've got all sorts of people in this film that really came out and did a fantastic uh, job on performing and being their characters on set. And then um, the probably the biggest thing that's going to be talked about on this movie, uh, maybe, I don't know, they may say the story's great and we love all this or the acting's great, but the big sell that we have, the big push, is the effects. Yep. The practical effects, the subject of this uh, High Five podcast and everything yep. and that we wanted to talk about. That's what our film is, born and bred of it. We've got face-off people working uh, hands down. Steve Toland, Roy Woolley, Eddie Haleko, Rashad Santiago is coming up next. I've written one for him. Nice. If you want to yeah. talk face-off stuff, this is the shop. We're doing it big here in Nashville. We've made our first film, The Wall All Saint Thieves, and we're gearing up to hopefully get that one off the ground and into, yeah. the, into the skies of sci-fi. Oh, it will. And then, oh, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they listened to us directly. So I, I figured that they did. That's yeah. that's. You know, when the van showed up, I did white van, I thought sci-fi. Yeah, okay, yeah. sci-fi um, So that's our goal is to uh, to get it out, to get everyone to see it, to enjoy it, and uh, showcase the special effects talent that helped bring these creatures to life. It has been an absolute blast. Uh, costuming by Sherry Vigiviana. Uh, uh, just everybody that came to the table brought a game across the board, and we couldn't thank them more. And thank you guys for having us out. Oh, a collective oh, us. When I, when I come, I can't bring like 70 people with me. So uh, I want to make sure to try to thank every single one of them. I know I don't always get to every name. We did kidnap them too. They're actually still yeah. <laughs> If I get a chance to make that Our Oscar. Our rental budget is yeah. so exactly. big. If I get a chance to make that Oscar run, believe me, I'll get every name. I'll have it branded into my hand. Uh, but that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to compete with the Hollywood machine mm -hmm. uh, and showing that we can deliver that same quality of film from right here in Nashville with full creative freedom to try to achieve excellence as best we can. Well, as um, as I, I know that I can speak for myself, but I, I'm fairly confident that I can also speak for Jay on this one yeah. in that um, we are huge supporters of independent cinema, yes. of uh, local home source uh, art in general, 
um, but especially of uh, people taking their artwork and skill to the next level, to never stopping uh, to just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, we did this, and now we're done. Um, it is super exciting and super refreshing to have people that we can talk with that are so passionate about what they do, and it's so very clear in all the, the promotional stuff that we've seen, in talking with you, um, it's so clear that you are extremely passionate about it. And I think the, the best work in general comes from people who are passionate about what they do. I, I Thank you agree. so much. I really, I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, and it, it comes from everybody on the team that has done this. Uh, the big thing about uh, moving from special effects as a makeup artist into big machinery of writing, producing, and directing a motion picture uh, has been a, a transitional period, a big learning curve, mm -hmm. and uh, an adjustment uh, where I get to, instead of being the person responsible for making the effect, I'm now hiring teams of people like yeah. Tolan Effects and uh, Roy Woolley and Eddie and mm -hmm. all these guys to come in and build things, and I just get to say, that's awesome. That's <laughs> more, <laughs> more that. really like <laughs> Here, let me sign you a check. This is awesome, man. Continue to do that, and, and by that uh, means I get to do the same thing that you're talking about, right. which is support local artists, support yeah. my fellow artists yeah. and people that are talented and when their skill sets better the world through storytelling. I mean, this is, I take yeah. it back to that fireside. Yeah. There's things that I've written into this film that are different. Uh, the film itself is different. If anybody's watched the Oscars that happened uh, this year, while well, it was great, full of great films, it was full of controversy as well. Mm -hmm. I wrote a film uh, that's got different casting. I've got powerful women minority roles i've got more than one black person in my horror movie and oh. none of them die you know what what uh it's it's a different it's a different kind of movie i wrote That's amazing. Uh, so i could go see it with my friends and my friends yeah. are a full spectrum of humanity yeah and i want to make sure that that's if even if it's between the lines in the writing of the film yeah. that that's a part of it that common bond and that's really been a part of what's happened as uh, as filmmakers that we've all come together and now i've got a a hundred more family members and yeah. we're all super excited to see where this film can go. We're, we're really interested to see what happens. It's, a, it's an, all new territory. That's an important point. I think a more important question is in your next movie, can Q and I be gross monsters? Oh. May very well be. Uh, the next, <laughs> one's, next one's already written. I've written it for Rashad Santiago. Uh, I've, I'm taking off my director hat and nice. I'm giving it to him. He, nice. uh, he wants to, uh, have his directorial debut, and I'm going to make sure as producer and writer that he gets his chance. Um, well, we just uh, signed him up, and he's now part of the team. He's up next. We're looking at production in 2016. Yeah, that and is he is exciting. such a fun guy, so charismatic. He came down with us uh, to our NECAT event at TPAC. I don't know if you guys saw us at the Tennessee Performing Arts Oh, right. Center. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing the stuff. Uh, just last month. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he came up, uh, or he came down. Roy Woolley came up, and uh, Ben and some students from AMUA came over. And we did our thing on stage, making monsters, and um, we did that with Kneecat Network, and uh, we're able to tie in. I reached out again, and you guys can do this out there in the podcast world. You can do this. I just reached out to Michael Key through um, Makeup Artist Magazine, Nice. and they came down and were a part of the show. That's so exciting. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful how stuff like that works? It is. I yeah. reached out to Stan Winston's son, Matt, on Facebook. Hey, Rick, what's up? <laughs> Are you You're kidding like, me? Are you talking to me right now? You know? And, and, and as a result of that conversation, I was involved in the beta testing for Stan Winston School of Character Arts, which is uh, where I am a subscriber right yeah. now as an annual student. Amazing. Because if you want to know how to learn, 
go to the industry <laughs> vets and yeah, learn. Yeah. Uh, you can go to YouTube. You can do that. You got to do a lot of sifting to get to the right information sure. there. And I went straight to the horse's mouth. And even as a 20, 25 year veteran and doing makeup and effects oh, yeah. and Henson Big Birds yeah. and puppets and all that, um, I learned something new every single day. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Men in Suits, uh, check that out. It's I a documentary. Have it. It's yeah. fantastic. I can second that. Um, that's, that's what I did in Loire as a, a character, one of the Rougarou, uh, which is a, kind of a werewolf. I was about to say, we interpret. what's a Rougarou? Rougarou is, uh, is a... Fun word to say is what it is. It's a southern kind of Louisiana werewolf. It's uh, based on a lot of uh, mythos and legend and is kind of one of our indigenous North American... Kind of, you know, we've got Bigfoot, and then we've got a Rubik. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, is that is that what is on? Okay, because we, we recently took, posted a post. Yes, there. I took some liberties with uh, when uh, I don't know if you guys seen American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a Papa Legba in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Ours is a little bit more extreme. Okay. More like a chupacabra. <laughs> well, Papa Legba is one character. <laughs> yeah. Our Rougarou is. I, I thought because you're looking up, you're doing all this research, you're looking, finding chupacabras, find a Rougarou. What is it? How big is it? What's the scale? Yeah. What's the size? Is any pictures of what? Somebody... <laughs> sure. Right. Well, no. So you start from scratch. Yeah. And I took the story first, and I had a character and a gateway character that's a crossroad guardian, Papa Legba. He's kind of two different characters and he has this cross so we have a makeup that goes across his face and later on in the film it nah. goes a little oh. nutty uh, so because he can't yeah. see what he did and it he's was a, awesome he's a two different characters in one kind of yin yang opposites right. uh, and uh, well there's we Rougarou have, and then there's his cousin Electric Boogaloo Electric Boogaloo yeah <laughs> breaking two breaking two <laughs> uh, you? so uh, our, our interpretation I gave it an elemental spin to the whole movie and our Marinette is uh described as uh, dry arms and skeletal so i made her an elemental queen and right. gave her some roots and branches so, so like troll too yeah like <laughs> troll too <laughs> analogy uh, and the rougarou uh, instead of a werewolf i made him a tree wolf Ooh. a motherfucking tree wolf <laughs> man quote of the day yeah that's ever, in the movie are you guys ever sick of those motherfucking tree wolves hanging around that. i love when jack nicholson played a motherfucking tree wolf <laughs> So, it will be, I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. There'll be t shirts, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm gonna be first in line for that t shirt, yeah. So, we, we came up, we, we translated the, these uh concepts into makeups and characters, and we built them practically, and then we took them out into the woods and hills of Tennessee, and we shot our horror movie. Now, I do want to ask you so, um, and this is this is more of my uh, stiff interview style of uh, conversation. I'm already mm. bored. Uh, I'm intrigued. Um, I'm curling a mustache. I don't but have. I, here, I'll curl mine. There you go. Um, so uh, going from a situation like we talked briefly about um, Face Off, where you basically get to create these creatures, um, and, but they're a little more static. Um, is it exciting going from uh, your sketches as you draw this character out and then applying these uh, costumes and prosthetics and makeups, but then also seeing them become that character? Well, as a fan of Face Off first, and then a participant of Face Off, and now an alumnus, uh, that's the evolution, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what's next for Face Off? Absolutely. Last season, going into season 10, and seeing the the finales, and they're Mm -hmm. shooting... little mini trailers and with the Jim Henson creature challenge, they yeah, right. shot them in the environment. That's 
People want to see... This is the logical next step. We came yeah. up with these really cool characters. We want to see well, their story. You yeah. Know, what, what happens with... And there's, you know, going on 11 seasons of really good ideas that have been come up with. Absolutely. One of my absolute favorites that I was a part of just sitting on the balcony in that beautiful mansion <laughs> yeah. with Miranda and Tate, just kind of listening, fly on the wall. We were all just sitting out, hanging out, and uh, it was after show hours, and the two of them started kicking around their idea about what their story was. This is my elimination episode. And, oh, yeah, I, yeah. and I see why, because their story for their character, Jacqueline Torn, was so good. And you were like, oh, oh you want to talk You want to talk like a Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow Destroyer? Ooh. This movie, man, Tate, Tate, Tate. <laughs> man, it's, it's gold. It is one of the best ideas That's I've heard fun. in a long, long time. Jacqueline Torn. Jacqueline Torn. Jacqueline Jacqueline. Right? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Boom! Just like that. And that's what my, my head did. Exploded. Right there. And this backstory behind all that was phenomenal. So it's the next evolution. It's a fantastic question. When you put on the interviewer hat, that's the, yeah. that's the one because that's what we're trying to do with this film. Um, coming up in April, and it's no secret except for maybe to sci-fi as I'm starting to ring their cha- <laughs> phones up and yeah. say, hey, and I, we are too. I have got something for you. Um, Lawa sci-fi, you know, Put it on. on. Put it yeah. on. So um, we're going to try to do that because there's Sharknado. There's uh, The Expanse. Yep. And then there's yeah. there's Loa in between. I, right? I 100% see Couldn't it. agree. Right. So, More. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't agree. Couldn't agree. Yes. <laughs> More. Uh, I, I kind of wrote it and built it in the thinking from when I left the show and I, saw, I heard – Tate and, and Eric Zapata and I had to come up with our idea and Lainey and I had to come up with ours and everybody had to come up with their stories and then every now and then I saw an okay makeup get by with a great story. Right. Hmm. And that got my gears turning. Yeah. So when I left I said, well, what do I do with that? Yeah. And so I, I've been writing for a long time so I just started writing more and more and I, was, I thought, well maybe there's a gateway. Way. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's something. Got introduced at Kneecat. That opened up a lot of doors with Trish and Katie, and the, what we were doing there was in the right spirit of give back and community. And all of a sudden, I was I stopped chasing the dollar so much, sure. and the avalanche of good just started coming in on top of me. That and works. Yep, it really is. So for all you guys out there, man, uh, pay it forward, give it back. That's uh, yeah. what I hope to do with Rashad and uh, giving him the same kind of opportunity That's that exciting. I had. What did you say that? Inuati, E N U A T I I. It's on uh, Facebook. If you check out Rashad Santiago, mm-hmm. winner of season six, so he's a champion. Yeah, champion. So I put. He gets to live in the village with Katniss, right? Yeah. He does. So so when I when I met him, I actually met him in casting. Uh, I saw him in the hallway. I had on my makeup. He had on his. I recognized the smile through his makeup. Nice. And uh, when I hit the lights on mine, he was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and we got we both got cast, but on different seasons. Fortunately, because I would hate to compete against Rashad. Man, he's good. Uh, but he's super charismatic. A lot of fun. I don't know if you guys watched him and Tyler, but it was that was like yeah. one of their big redeeming Amazing. seasons because of how fun it was. Yeah. Season five was veterans and newcomers, right. and people were like, oh, that's a, that's a, you leverage the playing field. Right. Those yeah. guys can't even win. He's just all about. Um, season six was buddy, buddy, and really good and right. badass makeup. And I got the chance to talk to Rashad here and there. Got to meet him. He came down uh, through our NECAT Network uh, demo at TPAC. And we're going to do that again next year. Nice. Um, and I just saw something in that cat, man. I was like, you you just got it. 
And if I'm able to help in any way, I, I've got to. He's like, well, I got this, I got this <laughs> preacher design, man. I need a story. Here's your story, man. And we've been tweaking on it ever since. That it's is in its exciting. final stages. That is very exciting. That's super, that super cool. It's greenlit for 2016. Oh, and we're, we're starting uh, the creature um, build uh, within another, Once probably here in April. Uh, let Rashad know. And Rashad. You know, we're here to be dead people. Or yeah, two shimps on whatever. the side here. Yeah, man. Oh, hey, man, always. I, I would like to be a tree. Yeah, tree? I'll just be a tree. I'll, I'll die just, in a gruesome way. Real still. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the Easter egg. <laughs> they can yeah, find you as a tree. Yeah, yeah. Right. Be where's Q? Right. Yeah, yeah. he's in that tree. He's in the movie. <laughs> well, that tree. the interesting thing there is that we're in a capacity where we can really make that happen. Uh, yeah. the, the I can be a tree. Yeah. Yeah. the connectivity yes. is is something that's that's kind of unprecedented. We're not in Hollywood. We're not some yeah. elite machine way out in some fantasy world that you never quite sure, believe man. is real. You just know that they make movies and Iron Man's awesome. Or yeah, <laughs> Iron Man. Is uh, awesome. We're here in town. We're real people. Um, I answer my own emails yeah. and correspondence still and yeah. all that good stuff yeah. until something goes really crazy. Um, but the thinking now uh, that I want to make sure that the ground seed is planted. Uh, I would like to fix Transformer. Ooh. Ooh. So, man, uh, Michael Bay, man, you do some awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, 1984, I know what Transformers is about. Yeah. yeah. And if, we can get, if we can get back to some story and get back to some real okay. Optimus and Megatron, I would be happy to move uphill in that direction, and that's what I'm trying to do is learn. I would be happy to help okay. you and watch that. Hold on. Yeah, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna add another hashtag. My to goodness. Our show. <laughs> We're going to have a bunch of hashtags. This one is going to be Rick can fix Transformers. I can Rick do it. can fix yeah, Transformers. Can do Transformers. Trust me. That's exciting. Trust me. Yeah. I would love to do it. Um, and it takes it back to basics. Yeah. Uh, We've already rebooted Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Not fixed yet. I could also fix Spider-Man. Oh. I believe you. I do believe you. I believe you. And, and it comes back to a little thing, I think, also, that if you're passionate about it. Uh, yeah. Now, we saw the big, huge wave of what happened with uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Right. All right. I think that the, the try to get it right was, was level on. Oh, I agree. Nuances and how you go about kickstarting this big thing back into getting it right or whatever, whatever the feelings were about the, the prequels and all that. That's that, that passion for it is the thing. And then paying attention to source material... If you combine Very those important. two, I'll just go in and I'll shoot it panel for panel and everybody will be happy. <laughs> we'll love it. You know, um, I would love the opportunity to do that. The goal in starting to make these independent films is to enter that arena. Yeah. Um, the, the torch will be passed as the, the heroes and the greats and the Tarantinos and the Rodriguez's even, our new current lineup right. that had taken the torch over from the Kubricks and the Spielbergs even. Who are we're still, talking our language. Who right? still around. <laughs> Uh, there's another, there's another, they're going to pass the torch and the few that uh, are hungry enough that want to try to do that uh, can achieve that and be just as good, better, stand on the shoulders of giants, learn from them. Uh, that's my hope and goal is to maybe one day pick up a Star Wars franchise film and run with it. That would be our hope as well for you. Yeah, I'm, I agree. And also I'll play a tree in that. Play yeah, no, we'll go back to the force tree. of the a space tree. <laughs> space tree. Well, that that's the hope, man. It's it's through you guys' support, uh, through your letting the greater community know and rallying everybody through your show, man. Yeah. Hashtags and everything, and supports and likes and shares and retweets and follows. That stuff really, really matters. We yeah. love we love grassroots supports. That's what we're all about. All about. And so we love our fans. We love our listeners. I love, love you guys. We love everyone. And so on that note, I think we should bring our show 
a finale, and if you will. Um, the, it was a good day. The way we finish things here is... We just kind of let them finish. Yeah. Actually, what we do the is um, we eliminate people. Kind of like on Face Off for, you know, getting fired on... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On oh, am I gonna have to walk with my case suit. again? Yes, yeah. yes. We have we have all the props with I'm you. Got, Are all the lights yeah. gonna go red? Oh, dun, 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 I've, got, I've got sad Hulk music. Yeah, but pretty much we're just you know adding stuff to talk about. Sweet. We could go on and on and on, I'm sure, because you guys are such cool cats. Thank you so much for having me on for the top five practical effects list of uh, our own. We, I think we got some commonalities there, oh, some good suggestions along the way that made me really think, outside, man. No, that's good I, stuff. I was glad that my list was better than both of yours. <laughs> yeah. And I was glad that my list was almost the same as Rick's. Yeah. I'm glad that we had lists. <laughs> because I'm going to play a space tree. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, again, thank you so much for coming out. We cannot say it enough. Um, we will plaster the shit out of all of your work, all over, anything that we have access Everywhere. to. Um, Even, like, other people's houses. Yes. We're going to go so door to door. We'll just replace uh, uh, Loa logos over all the Trump signs. And we'll right. Yeah, that's good. it. Totally. There's plenty of those. <laughs> Something <laughs> I need to cover those. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I want to put out there, um, anybody who's listening, they can find us on www.highfivethepodcast.com. Or on Twitter at high the number 5 the podcast, Or on the Instagram at highfivethepodcast. And Facebook, too. You just search High Five the Podcast. Or on the YouTubes. Our episodes are up there as well for those who uh, want to visually look at our logo while they listen to our episode. Or mm. on YouPorn under Q's personal channel. That's exactly <laughs> where it's at, and you can listen. Those interested in finding me or more about my film can look for my name, which is Rick Prince, uh, oftentimes .mua for makeup artist. Rick yep. Prince MUA. On Facebook, it's Rick Prince Artist or Rick Prince. You can also look up LWA, L-W-A, All Saints Eve. And thank you guys. Thanks to all the listeners out there. Thanks to High Five Podcast for having us. It's you that helps make this difference. It's uh, your input and you're saying what you want that gets what you want to be had. So let us know what you want and we'll make it for you. Thanks Let's so make much, movies, guys. guys. Let's do it, That man. was elegant. Let's make some movies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make a movie right now. Let's make a movie. You want to go make you a movie? Make a movie you want to go make a movie? Let's make a movie. Let's go make some movies. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here. Psst. Hey, you. You made it to the end of the podcast. And guess what? There's a little something at the end of the credits. And for those of you that didn't make it, go five yourself. Ruggle Tuggle. Are you interested in premium pant parties? Then Ruggle Tuggle is the place for you. We have the most industrial strength pant parties that you could possibly imagine. Hemmed at the cuff. Sometimes when I buy pants parties, no one wants to come to the pants parties. Does Ruggle Tuggle's pants parties make people want to come in my pants? Ruggle Tuggle is where it's at. Everybody will come to your pants parties. What if you're not invited to the pants? Uninvited? Ruggle Tuggle is for you! What if you want to have a pants party? If there's a party and there's pants, Ruggle Tuggle is the place to be! What if I'm not wearing any pants? (laughs) The end!
your face chilly? He said, you need a face mask. But I've got a face scarf. No, face hats are where it's at. But I've got a face garter belt. It's a face haberdashery. I've just got a face. Well, you need a hat for it. We've got cowboy face hats and party-sized face hats. What other kind of face hats do you have? We have, uh, Fez face hats. I need a team logo face hat. We can do that. It goes directly on your face. (laughs) Embroidered face hats for my family reunion. Yes, we got it. Part of my hair looks like a vagina. Nope, we can't help (laughs) you there. But we can get you a hat for your face. Hi, I'm famous actor Michael Sarah. You might remember me from that movie that Michael Sarah was in. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about my favorite after hangover snack. They're called gummy goblins. And I have some famous friends who want to tell you about how much they like gummy goblins. Will? There is a goblin in my mouth. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Thanks, Will. How about you? When someone said celebrity, I thought we were doing something other than talking about gummy goblins, for God's sakes. Gummy goblins, bouncing here and there and every goblin. (laughs) 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 They're the gummy goblins. You watch me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got one of them crusty brown itchy things on your skin? Because I tell you what, boy, we buy scabs. We buy scabs! You know what's in right now? Scars. People like scars. You know how you get scars? You take them scabs off before they're done healing. We buy scabs! Bring them on in. Big ones, little ones, yellow ones, purple ones, brown ones. We don't give a shit. We'll buy any scabs. We you want to know what we do with them? Don't fucking worry about it. We do all kinds of cool shit. We eat scabs. New from Fisher Price, the Ant government-funded subsidy acreage. Your friends may have ant farms, but that's not the way of the future. Get in line with the U.S. government with your ant government-funded subsidy acreage. Uh, yeah, my name's Timmy, and I applied for a, a government-funded subsidy acreage for my ant farm, like, two weeks ago. It's, it's actually a whole lot of paperwork. Well, you filled out the I-289, which you needed to fill out the IAB-427C Section S, Timmy. That's the fun of a, an ant government-funded subsidy acreage. Yeah, it, was, it actually was kind of a bummer, because, like, by the time I actually got my, my government-funded subsidy acreage... Um, all my ants were dead. Uh-oh! Looks like you violated Section 4 of the Ant Life Haptitude Agreement. Next time on your ant government-funded subsidy acreage, why don't you try to read the instructions first? <laughs>